News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now let's turn to that research, uh, the finding, I should say, from the Health Research Board. Uh, it has shown that cocaine is the most common drug for which individuals are seeking treatment. Uh, between 2016 and 2022, there was a 259% increase in the number of ca- cases where cocaine was the main problem drug. Uh, in a moment, we'll get political reaction uh, from James Lawless, chair of the Oireachtas Justice Committee in Fianna Fáil City. Uh, but first, uh, Professor Colin O'Gara, addiction psychiatrist at St. John of God's and clinical professor at psychiatry uh, at UCD. Uh, Colin, are you surprised by these findings? Um, I'm not at all, Shane. Um, The clinical presentations really to uh, addiction services are very clear over the last few years. We've seen a dramatic increase in cocaine um, presentations for treatment. And, you know, people who are out there taking cocaine tell us that it's all demographic and all ages, really. This is the big difference compared to recent years. Before, you might have a young group of people taking cocaine, but now it's basically any, any, any age grew up, people in their 50s, and 60s taking cocaine. And there's also an issue with normalization and glamorization of cocaine. But really, at the end of the day, Shane, it's just the, the sheer availability of cocaine, which, which now is a huge issue. Yes, you kind of answered the question I was going to ask you, which is why is it so prevalent now? It, it's, it, it, it seems to be a combination of all those things, availability, glamorization. Is, is, that, is that essentially it? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there was two peaks, Shane, I suppose, the, uh, in, you know, 2008, cocaine was really widespread, and with the economy crashing, what happened was cocaine disappeared, and the emergence of cheaper, what would be considered nastier drugs, such as methadone and methadone, these were the stimulants at the time. As the economy picked up in 2015, we've seen a steady increase year on year, up to, you know, a peak at the moment, and you know, talking to criminologist colleagues and, you know, if I'd had any kind of contact with the guardie, apparently it's not, it hasn't peaked out yet, which is on, on one level quite frightening. Mm-hmm. You know, the it really is getting in here in large quantities. I'm, you know, I'm not an expert in that particular area, but just reading around it, I believe it's just, you know, it's coming in in big containers or whatever. But we do have a serious issue in terms of the availability of cocaine not just to young people, but to every age group. And us in clinical services, we're seeing it, you know, dramatically increasing. Um, what, as far as your, I mean, easy question to ask, not an easy answer, but what do you think needs to happen? I mean, from, from a clinical point of view, service provision is number one. I heard a piece earlier um, this morning on stigmatisation and ADHD. I mean, the getting people into treatment, and these are treatment figures, but they, they, they probably don't, Um, represent the amount of people taking cocaine. You must remember a lot of people won't come into treatment at all. And there's also people getting counselling up and down the length and breadth of the country that are not included in these figures. So the first thing is service provision. If we were to say now, just like your piece earlier in ADHD, are there adequate services nationally for for cocaine treatment? The answer simply is no. And um, there, there may be patches, you know, parts around the country that have it. But, you know, it comes back to funding, it comes back to education, it comes back to destigmatisation. You know, just, just very briefly on destigmatisation, and, and I hear what you're saying, and I'm not saying we want to necessarily stigmatise people, but if you, if you take any stigma out of it, is there a danger that it becomes even more the norm to use cocaine? Yeah, I mean, my view is that if you talk to most demographics, Shane, it is normalised, and... 
I think what's needed is sophisticated approach to the use. I mean, I, I know that argument that you make it more accessible and more normal, but if you go out there now, it's, it is normal, it is accessible. If you, 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 if you want to go out and get cocaine, you'll get it, no problem. The availability piece is, is massive. And, and frankly, in some young people, you know, in a lot of young people's groups, it's, you're the odd one out if you're not taking cocaine. This is what's yeah, told to us by people. So it is, is at a is very yeah. concerning level, and I think okay. we need to be frank about that, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Colin, uh, stay with us. Uh, I want to bring in James Lawless, Fianna Fáil TD, Chair of the Oireachtas uh, Justice Committee. Uh, James, uh, do you have a, a take on where we should be going? I mean, the, the war on drugs, and uh, that hasn't worked, I think we can all agree. What do you think should happen? Yeah, good morning. Um, look, this is of concern. Um, the numbers seem to have exploded. I think I saw read somewhere this 259% increase um, now as opposed to the last couple of years. And of course, the HRB research um, confirms that. And we're seeing that across a number of drugs, but particularly cocaine. And as Conan was saying, I think there is an increase across the demographics, um, across every demographic. And one thing strikes me about it. There is a sort of myth that cocaine is a party drug and the, the phrase glamorization has been used, that people see this as a sort of fun, exciting, almost sophisticated thing perhaps to do on a night out. That's sort of the old sort of um, city whiz kid cliche. Um, but then we're also seeing the legs of crack cocaine being used in more traditional, I suppose, working class struggling communities, areas of deprivation, sort of your traditional addicts. Uh, and that's something that's been used almost as a substitute for opiates uh, and heroin, etc. So it does seem to be across every every strata. Okay, and, and so what's, what, the, what's the... Yeah, what's the... Solu- I mean, yeah. sorry, there is no solution, but what it's, should we be doing? I mean, is it time to start talking about decriminalisation? Yeah, yeah. So so I suppose part of the solution that is in that, so, so we match our solutions for, for our different, I suppose, groups. Um, I, we published, the Justice Committee, which I chair, published a report of decriminalisation uh, just before Christmas, uh, a wide range uh, of recommendations. But some of the things that we're saying are that, for, I suppose one of the strongest recommendations we make is that a public health approach and a harm reduction approach uh, should be prioritised you know, almost as much, if not more, than a criminal justice approach. So that, what that would mean in cases like this, so if we take, for example, that sort of glamorization of cocaine, I mean, you could easily put back and say, well, first of all, there's a public health awareness need. People need to know what this is doing to their system, what it's doing to, to their nose, what it's doing to their body, you know, the, their health, the consequences. Yeah. But also from an ethical point of view, some of these same consumers that might be purchasing cocaine uh, on a weekend out, they might also go to their supermarket and, and insist on getting fair trade coffee beans and they might only want to buy organic <laughs> vegetables. Yeah, um, yeah, there's no yeah, fair yeah. trade in cocaine. You know, there's exploitation. Okay. Uh, Colin, how about that? Is, is that uh, Colin, could that work, that idea of a, uh, appealing to people's better judgment, a, a public awareness campaign, or is that is that naive? No, I don't think it is. I think... Um, we're moving, my own view is we're moving um, towards de- decriminalization. I think the idea of uh, criminalizing young people um, for personal use of drug use in my view doesn't make any See, sense. Can, can I just cut in there for a second, Colin? <coughs> I absolutely agree with you. And I, 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 I'm not saying the war on drugs, that approach hasn't worked. But I go to, like, people keep citing Lisbon and Portugal as an example. Every time I go to Lisbon, you can't walk down the street. I was there with my kids and somebody offered me cocaine. I'm not sure that's the greatest solution either. But is it not the same here, Shane? If, do, you, do you not walk around? Not, not as pre- no, I mean, I, I do see drug dealing uh, in the city centre, but I don't, I mean, I don't get people approaching me every two minutes, which has happened to me in, in, in Lisbon. Yeah, I think if you look at um, the data coming out of Portugal, it's pretty clear in terms 
of the reduction of um, overdoses, the health-led approach, how it has helped, the stigmatization overall. So, I mean, I think the, the data is there if you're looking for it, the hard data in terms of what's happened. It is an incredibly divisive issue. We've had our own, we had a group of medics um, debating this this week in the hospital here, and it was right down the middle. It's, it's you know, in terms of people pro and against decriminalization. Yeah. So there's no question it's a divisive issue. But, I, you know, I, I think I changed my mind every day, to be totally honest. Uh, James, just to, just to bring you in very, very finally, just a, a very last word from you as to what the approach yeah, well, should just, be. Just on Portugal, we did meet with the Portuguese drugs are as part of our uh, Justice Committee findings. And I suppose, you know, Portugal, Greece, Holland, Switzerland, Malta, just, just within the EU are all countries that have adopted a new approach. And to my mind, it's twofold. You go heavy at the dealer and you go heavy the people that are exploiting this and making millions out of it. But perhaps you take a more, what the Portuguese call, Portuguese call a dissuasion approach for the smaller user and the first time or a new user. And what dissuasion means is instead of being arrested and brought to a police station, you're actually given, you know, you refer to a counselling course or you refer to an awareness campaign and say, look, this is not good for you. You, you should not be doing mm. this. Here are the reasons why. Okay, James Lawless, Fianna Fáil TD, Chair of the Oireachtas Justice Committee and uh, Professor Colin O'Hara, uh, th- uh, Professor of Psychiatry at UCD. Thanks to both of you for joining us. Let us know what you think. 5206 at a cost of 30, se- uh, 30 cent or 087-1400-106. You can WhatsApp us for free. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.